Welcome back to Onto the Ball. I'm Scott Nickel. I'm joined as always by Travis Morgan, my co-host. Liverpool submit a £37 million bid for Romeo Lavia. It's been rejected out of hand, as you imagine it would. It's very rare the first bid gets accepted. But at the same time, if you're serious for the player, surely this £37 million bid, it doesn't even go public. You're talking behind the scenes, thrashing out a um, a fee that is acceptable for both clubs or a Southampton trying to drive up a bidding war for other suitors like Man United, uh, possibly Chelsea if they're going to give up on Caicedo. And there's even been murmurings that Arsenal might spend even more and bring him in. Uh, but we're going to go over it over the next half an hour. If you like what you hear, don't forget to hit like and subscribe. Um, Liverpool. Travis, as a Man United fan, you must be laughing your little gonads off at the <laughs> shambles we are making. I mean, let's just put it in layman's terms. We were light last year by maybe one or two players. Arthur Meller was brought in on loan and it was an absolute shambles, a waste of about £5 million, including wages. So we knew we were light. We've lost Cater, we've lost Ox, we've lost Milner. Henderson's off, Fabinho's off, more than likely, even though Fabinho's going to resume training again tomorrow. Unbelievably, I mean, how shambolic can you get? Um, so, yeah, we've brought in Sabosle, we've brought in McAllister. Curtis Jones has found a bit of form towards the end of the season. Harvey Elliott's still there. Thiago, there's even murmurings that Thiago might leave, but it's gone a bit quiet. Maybe he'll see out the last year of his deal, but it's conceivable that we might go into next season off the back of this supposed midfield rebuild, lighter than we ended last season. I mean, who is running the show here? It is turning into a bit of a circus. And this cannot have been in Jurgen Klopp's mind. This, I mean, this must have been unexpected. Henderson and Fabinho leaving, getting fees for them. Uh, let's be honest, any kind of fee for Henderson at 33-year-old, it's got to be looked at. It's It's got to be seen as good business. But Fabinho is 30... Uh, in, I think it's November, he's 30. So he's still only 29. Twitter, although he had a horrendous season last season, a lot of people on Twitter saying he's still got some gas in the tank. He should be retained for another year or two, but I don't know. I wanted a midfield rebuild and now it's coming. I've got to admit, I'm getting a bit scared. I'm not sure if it's we're going a bit too far the other way, trying to refresh too much at once, but I'm all in. I'm, I'm I'm for it. I'm ready for there to be changes and I'm ready for Liverpool to refresh the squad and bring down the average age. I can't wait to see how McAllister does. I was a big fan of his at Brighton. Romeo Lavia, I haven't watched much of him, um, but Travis, I've seen your tweets. You really wanted Romeo Lavia. So and yes. I know Arsenal have, have courted him and their fans have mentioned him. Um, and then Sabosley, I don't know anything about him. Um, Terrified that he could be another Igor Bishkan or Bruno <laughs> Bruno Sheru. I really am, but I can't wait to see him in action. But it's all it's all to be proven. It all come out in the wash, and it'll come out really early. We've got two tough away games in the first three games. We've got Newcastle away and Chelsea away. Travis, there's a good good chance that if we were if we were even in one, our title charge will be over before the end of August. Oh, God, don't say that. I mean, yes, yeah, starting off with Lavia, I know you've covered a few points. Rightly so, that bid was rejected for Lavia, 37 million. It's absolutely nowhere near enough for somebody with his 
with his potential and his quality, like undoubted quality now. I think like last season, I know Southampton got relegated, but he was literally the standout player for them. Just everything in terms of a holding midfielder, press resistant legs, got everything. He is quality. You're looking at close to 50 million for somebody at, at that age. So you yeah, rate him really high then. So really you, you obviously you want him at Man United. Yeah. He could go at any he could go to any top club in the Premier League, without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, Man City have got a buyback clause on him as well, which is a bit of a worry if they want to come in last minute. I know they're sort of not rebuilding their midfield, but obviously Gundogan's left. I think Bernardo Silva's staying, but with the likes of De Bruyne, I know they've signed Kovacic as well. But if they want to add someone, I know they were in for Rice before he went to Arsenal. So that's another option for, for him. And, and a lot of clubs are going to be in for Lavia. Like you said, you, you hit the nail on the head. I think now you've sort of started the bidding, depending on what happens with Caicedo, there's going to be clubs. I, I don't think we will go for him because I think we're sort of looking at the Amrabat option now. I think he's going to be too expensive for us with the striker that we're getting. But yeah, I think if Liverpool can add Lavia... I, I don't know. I think Liverpool's midfield's always been an issue for debate. I mean, we've always spoke about Liverpool's midfield. It's never been, it's always been, like you said, probably the most important area of your team, but it's never been glamorous to look at. It's never been outstanding in terms of individual names. But if you can get the balance right, I mean, to me, if you got Lavia and then added like Sobersly and McAllister as sort of two eights, and with McAllister probably being the most advanced out of the three, I think that looks quite balanced on paper. It's just whether the experience, if you keep, yeah. for me, if you keep Fabinho, I think that would be good because he'd probably play a little bit more of a bit part role. I know you're in the Europa League, but let's be honest, Jurgen Klopp's probably going to write that competition off. It's an opportunity for him to sort of like focus on the league and, um, like rotate Fabinho and play him sparingly. And then I think with Bassetic and Curtis Jones, they're quite decent options underneath. I think the reason the Liverpool fans are annoyed is because it feel it falls straight into the narrative, which which is true. It's not a narrative in terms of Liverpool being a club that sort of focuses on net spend. I think you came out the traps really fast at the start of the window with the two sort of early signings. And it, was a, it was a false dawn, wasn't it? Yeah, and <laughs> all of a sudden you're trying to recoup all this money and everyone's like... If Henderson and Fabinho that. leave, we're going to be yeah. back to the 35 million net. Yeah, yeah. And, and everyone touted us to spend 200 to 250 million. Even Jamie Carragher said it. Yeah, he don't said buy selling them by three sixty, seventy million pound players, and you've just not gone and done that. Like you bought McAllister. It's going to be it's going to be August next week, and then the season starts two weeks after that, and we're still scratching around sell to buy. Let's let's have it right here. We are waiting to collect circa fifty two million pounds for Fabinho and Henderson here to loosen the purse strings, to see what we can bid for Lavia. The writing is on the wall here. This is typical FSG. There is no spare money. It was touted that we've took out a loan to sign Sabosle. I know you never know the facts, but it's all over Twitter that it's almost common knowledge. So Alexis McAllister was our 35 million net. That's what we do every year. Done dusted. Sabosle is a 60 million pound loan, which we'll have to pay over the next five years. So that's going to eat into the next five years transfer kitty. Next, the next five years, 35 million net. And now it looks like we're trying to offload Fabinho and Henderson for 52 million to be able to afford Lavia. That's why the fans are going absolutely nuts. 
Not that not that anyone was ever promised a 200 million transfer war chest, whatever you want to yeah. call it, but it obviously it was touted so much. And like in any business, when your business is failing or your tools have fell apart, as you would say, and you need to retool, you need to refresh, it's like an asset. It's the same. And they're just going to let the team decay for another year and go into another season light. I mean, let, let's, let's have it right. We were light last season. Arthur Mello come in. Awful. So let's say we needed one last season. Milner's left. Ox is left. Uh, Kate has left. So that's us need four. Henderson and Fabinho, if they leave, that'll be us needing six in theory. We've signed two. Maybe Lavia would be a third. Like, imagine one or two of them get an injury early doors, August, September. It's just going to be the same old, same old, all over Twitter, all over the press. Liverpool went into the season light. You can almost see the athletic article now. Jurgen Klopp and everyone else knew that Liverpool needed to strengthen and they went into the season weaker. Like, who's to blame in all this? It'll all be, you can read it now. I think it all depends on Trent as well. Like, if Trent's going to be a midfielder. But that's the thing. Link us to some right backs then. Yeah, I know. Link us up. Like, we're linked to no right-backs. Joe Gomez can't play there. He's, no. I, I've heard he's had a nightmare in pre-season as well. Him and Matip are getting absolutely destroyed. The Liverpool careers are over if you listen to Twitter. Um, but listen, Romeo Lavia, obviously, you know Ball, and I take your opinion very highly. Uh, so the fact that Man United apparently wanted Romeo Lavia and you personally would love him at the club, that's enough for me. But, you know... It, I'd love to be a fly on the wall in these negotiations. How do you sub- submit a £37 million bid that gets rejected? Surely it's all gone on behind the scenes and you thrash out the fee between you, so it's all private. Do you think Southampton are trying to encourage a bidding war here? No, I think... how it gets public? Potentially. I think the negotiation tactic Liverpool are trying to do is obviously unsettle the player. I think, like you said, um, they're probably speaking to his agent. He probably fancies the move. They've probably sold the project to him. He probably likes it. So they're trying to unsettle the player with the bid. They know it's going to get rejected, but now Lavia's got more power if it goes public to sort of dig his heels in and start asking questions if he says he wants the move. And I think this Liverpool thing, like you said, you're the only club that's really officially gone for him. So it sounds like he probably will want that move over everything. And if you look at all the other clubs that that need midfield players, I think Arsenal spending £105 million on Declan Rice and sort of wanting to use Havertz as a number eight sort of rules them out. I think we've already bought Mount. Kobe Mino is doing fantastic as, a, as an academy player for us and we've been linked with Amrabat. I think that rules us out. So I think out of the clubs that remain... You've got a Man City buyback clause, you or Chelsea. Now, I think Chelsea do want Caicedo um, a lot and and they're going to try and get him a lot. So I think, again, that just leaves yourself and City. And if Fabinho goes, you'll definitely get Lavia, I think. But if he stays, then I don't think you'll get him. I just I just don't think you will. Like you said, I think you won't spend money. the money. No, I don't think you'll spend the money. At all. That's the farcical thing. Apparently, Fabinho's starting training back with the Liverpool squad tomorrow because it's all gone a bit pear-shaped. And it's like, Jesus Christ, if you go that far, surely, surely it's nailed on. 
the fees agreed is obviously going to agree personal terms because no one's turning down Saudi Arabia money. So how can he possibly start training again tomorrow with the rest of the squad? It's just it's farcical. And that's the point that the cat's out the bag. Everyone knows that Liverpool have got a sell to buy now. So we're going to get held to ransom. So maybe it's us slowing down the Fabinho deal so that Southampton don't think you've got the money. Give us 50 million. We know you've just sold Henderson and Fabinho. Yeah. It's, it's all a bit cat well, and mouse. Like like it's embarrassing. Said, I, think, I think an important thing to mention is as well, is like that, like you said, even if you get Lavia and Fabinho goes, you, you can't really bank on a 21-year-old Lavia to play 45, 50 games as a DM because out of the midfield selection that you've got underneath those starting three players that I mentioned, the others being McAllister and Sobersly, there's no one really with a defensive sort of mindset mm. apart from Fabinho, which would be a worry for me. It's sort of like when United don't have Casemiro, we just sort of like not fall apart, but you can massively tell, especially in the bigger games. So that would be a worry for me. If you, I don't I, think he's even 21, is he, Lavia? I think he he's 19. Is he 19? Yeah, he's only a teenager. Yeah, he might be. Yeah, he's outrageous. He is outrageous. And like but at the same know, time, we might be pressing on with this new three box three formation, and it'll be Lavia and Trent in that kind of double pivot. So you don't know what way it's yeah. going to go. But I, either way, look, either way, FSG out as well. <laughs> um, you know, we shouldn't be scratching around when we need this big midfield rebuild, trying to pawn out an old Henderson and a, a legs a shot Fabinho to be able to afford Lavia. It's just the writing is on the wall. And listen, you, uh, well, I don't think you consider Man United to be in a title race just yet, yeah. do you? Man City and Arsenal have got absolutely nothing to fear about Liverpool making it a three-horse race because we are so far off it. We're literally back to 2016 under Klopp. We're trying to do another rebuild. It feels like Um, So, like, Sabosle could be Wijnaldum. Um, Diaz can be when we sign Mane. It's it's back then. We're going to need... to shape the team and let them grow a bit over the next two or three years. But the worst bit about it is that over this two or three years, we're going to need to replace the defence as well. The only one that is set in stone, if we can keep them all happy, is the front five. So that you can forget about that for the next two or three years. So if we try and sort out the midfield now, then by the time two or three years come, we're going to have to replace Van Dijk, possibly Andy Robertson. He'll be in his 30s by then. Kanate will still be there. Trent will still be there. But even Alisson will be like 33, 34 by then. So well, when yeah, it's out, if you're playing this box three with Trent in there, when Kanate don't play, Joe Gomez is going to be your wide centre-R. Do you know what I mean? So that's not going to be sustainable either. So, like you said... Don't, brother, don't. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to give me nightmares? (laughs) Um, But do you know what else? Like, I didn't even think about it. Why wouldn't Man City activate uh, Lavia's return clause? Why wouldn't they? I bet his return clause will only be 25, 30 million, and then they can punt yeah. him straight on for 50. Or worse than that, Liverpool have been linked with the injury-prone oh. Calvin Phillips. Can you imagine we signed that Calvin Phillips and Lavia went back um, to Man City? That would be the worst-case scenario. It doesn't even bear thinking about know. it. That could even happen as well. You just don't know. Because Calvin Phillips, and he has been, he has played a few minutes this preseason. I watched the Man City the other day against um, Yokohama in, J- in Japan. And he, I think he played half of the game. 
So I think he's saying it's sort of like a big season for him and stuff like that. But you just don't know with, with Man City and Pep Guardiola. I mean, Can Cancelo is back. He's sort of flavour of the month now. So they're a weird club, Man City. They just do business very sneaky. You just never know at the last minute they could come in for Lavia. But I mean, if, if, if you did get Calvin Phillips, I know he's injury prone, but he sort of got the experience in the role you're looking for. I think Liverpool, notoriously last season, was so defensively bad. Like, for a chunk of the season, you conceded uncharacteristically so many goals. So I would think twice about letting Fabinho go unless, you, like you said, you're replacing him with someone absolutely ridiculous. No, I'm committed now. I'm committed. Fabinho out, Henderson out. I'm just... I've had enough of them last season. And if, if you're going to go for it, you're going to go for it. But that's the problem. We're not going to go for it. We're not going to release the pair strings. We're not going to spend to do a proper midfield re rebuild. But Fabinho, we bought him for 40 million or 45. If we could get 40 million back for him six years later, I'm all for it and I'm ready. The Fox, all those links to Caicedo as well earlier in the window. And like you said, oh, we're not getting Bellingham because we're going to get some top draw players. And then like... Just but that's basically what it's like. As soon as Bellingham, uh, we put out the Bellingham race, you know that we're not going to be in for Caicedo at 90 million. We were never in for Declan Rice at 105 million. It's not just the wages. You can tell... Um, the FSG are not going to sanction them types of purchases. So we're basically scratching around the whoopsie bin. We're looking for hidden gems or these little nuggets like McAllister. Let's be honest, his true value was probably around 70 million. Would have never went for him. We only activated the release clause at 35 million because his agent must have blabbed about it and, and made it common knowledge. Um, Sabosle, 60 million. That's a bit of a shot in the dark considering he's not prem proven obviously we've got to hope he's the real deal but it's it's a gamble but yeah Caicedo I mean let's be honest he's a, he's available for 90 million if we sold Fabinho and Henderson for 52 million yeah chuck in another 38 million and you've got Caicedo but we'll never do it and Bellingham, well, didn't cost, Bellingham didn't cost as much as I thought he would either that that no, was a lie that like, you could have bought him yeah, but at the same time, Liverpool are not going to be paying newcomers 250, 300 grand a week. That's what yeah. Bellingham wanted. Man United will do it, which is why they got Mason Mount. Liverpool will not do it. Caicedo's going to be on somewhere around 100, 150 million just at Brighton. So they give him that new deal just to sweeten him up last January when he didn't go to Arsenal. So now when he moves, he's going to be on 200, 250. Yeah. And I bet that is the real reason why Liverpool are not entering the race. And why Chelsea have got basically a free run at him if they want him. Yeah. It's true. Oh, I don't know. I'm not surprised. No, you're How not. How many times yeah. have we said on the poddy, January, February, March, even when we were doing poddies about Bellingham, like, oh, I can just imagine signing him. It makes no sense because FSG, under 13 years of stewardship, have never spent any of their own money. They've never got loans from the bank to spend on the squad only on the stands. I just can't see it. But obviously, if it happens, it happens. Now we're nearly, right. well, we're more than halfway through the summer. The season starts in just two and a half weeks and we're scratching around looking to sell to buy. It is absolutely what I thought FSG would do. And it's playing out in front of our eyes and yeah. I'm almost in disbelief. And I know, I absolutely know this season's going to be written off as a transition season. 
the best we can hope for is to scrape into that top four. It's looking like that. It, it, I mean, it, yeah, I can't argue with you because, like you said, fundamentally, it, it wasn't just about buying midfielders like for like. It was like a balance issue with Trent playing inside and, and like, you've got an exposed right-back area and stuff. Like you said, there's still more, there are more problems to sort than just, like you said, bunging a couple of midfielders in there. It's about the balance and, like you said, you are selling to buy now. So it just looks like you're going to either stagnate, go, in the season, go into the season like it was last season, not really improved as a squad, or you're going to go backwards. And that's always dangerous, especially with Klopp. Because I think Klopp's going to be under pressure, not because he's not a good manager, he's a great manager. But like you said, he's chosen to stay. He's chosen to put himself in the firing line, basically, and yeah. take the bullets. Do you know what I mean? This is on him now. He, he, he could have walked. He could have gone, he could have gone to another club, but he's chosen to stay. He's chosen to pick the fight, basically. And 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 can he rise to it? Can he perform another miracle, which he has done for such a long time? Loads of people say on Twitter, you know, he should be holding FSG to ransom or holding them accountable. And sometimes you think as if you're gonna do that, but at the other on the other hand, it's his reputation that's suffering here. So maybe yeah. he would be like, I need to know what kind of funds I got, or like you say, I might just cut ties and be like, I cannot work under these conditions. Yeah. Because the more money that is coming in with Saudi Arabia coming around, throwing money around, Newcastle getting bought out, Stan Kroenke going on a mad one at Arsenal, 35 million net just isn't going to cut it anymore. And we are in serious, serious big trouble. The fear for the fans as well is because, the last thing before we move on, the fear for the fan base is that similar to sort of, do you know when Arsenal built their stadium and Arsene Wenger was there and they were just happy for Arsenal to just get in the top four and turn over the money in that fashion and the expectation wasn't on him to challenge for the league. The only reason he left was because the fans started getting disgruntled after about 10 years and they were caught between a, like a rock and a hard place where they'd sort of hammer him or demand the level of expectation as if Arsenal were title challenges. And I think the same could happen to Liverpool. You just don't know what expectation level is being put on Jurgen Klopp at the moment. They might see this as like another transition, another rebuild. They don't expect him to necessarily challenge for next year. His remit might be top four. But like you said, like you said, you've had a taste of it. You know what it's like to challenge for the league. You know what it's like to win Champions Leagues and stuff. And that's where you get torn as a fan, whether, whether you feel the manager deserves time or not so it's going to be an interesting one from for Liverpool this season um how long would Jürgen Klopp put up with this because he's not going to stay 10 years living under Arsene no. Wenger type I mean it's he's put up with it obviously and he's had massive success um and I don't think the fact we've, is we've questioned whether he's got the energy to do another rebuild, and I like <laughs> to think he has. But like we've said, the world's moved on since he's had success before, and thirty-five million net spend—you just ain't doing it. Even Pep Guardiola, with all his skills, and obviously I rank Jurgen Klopp right up there with Pep Guardiola. It's just he's he's on borrowed time. Yeah. But anyway, on, on a more positive, Sabosle and McAllister, let's be a little bit positive. They brought them in. McAllister, I'm a massive fan of his. Yeah, I too. loved watching Brighton last 
um, last season. Absolutely loved every game I watch. McAllister, Caicedo, uh, the left back, what's his name? Um, Estupinian. Estupinian, that Enciso up top, even Welbeck. Yeah. Just the way he's got them playing, fantastic, fantastic side. So, look, McAllister, when I was linked, I wanted him, and I've got high hopes for him. Um, yeah. I hope he doesn't drown it, a big club. If, if you think of other players that have left, like a mid-table, decent uh, club and gone to a, a top four or a top six club, they shrink under the, the massive fan expectation. But yeah. uh, I don't think he will, and I'm really happy we've got him. But the only thing is... He, I don't know. Is he going to put too much pressure on himself? He's going to, not going to be able to play the way that he plays for Brighton, for Liverpool. Because yeah. Liverpool, as you've mentioned, we've got, like, we kind of build our side on the front three, do the damage, and the midfield three are the, the industry, the legs box to box, winning the tackles, loading the ammo for the front three. I'm not sure if he's that type of midfielder. No. Um but it remains to be seen. And then Sabosle, I don't know about you, Trav, you might have seen him on FIFA, but I knew nothing about him. Yeah. I'm just praying he doesn't turn into another Igor Bishkan. I got him. <laughs> <laughs> Which could happen. Yeah. Do you know anything about him? Um, Not lots. I know, <clears throat> that, I mean, in the Bundesliga, they class him as a superstar. He's a very, very offensive-minded player as well. Again, so that's going to be interesting to see how Jürgen balances the team for a start like a, it's it, it really is i mean you've got trent who i think trent can do that defensive side from from a midfield he's not really had the opportunity to really display how good he is from a defensive standpoint in the midfield area because he's always had somebody next to him but i think he can do that i i personally think <clears throat> McAllister is going to be the first name on the team sheet and i think slobberslie is going to take a little bit of time to settle because when Jurgen Klopp's getting the balance of the side right, I think you'll see the likes of, let's say you get a Lavia. I think you'd see like Lavia with Trent sort of like basically capable of playing as a double pivot with like McAllister in front being the one that's the creator. But um, yeah, like I said, he'll add to the squad. He, he's a good dribbler. He's neat on the ball, neat and tidy. Good passes, scores a lot of goals as well. But again... In your problem has never been scoring goals. You've got lots of goals in your team. We know that. Diaz, Gappo, Salah, Jota. Do you know what I mean? They they can't all get games next year. So it this reminds me of like United squad last couple of years. Like it just it needs tidying up. Like you've got a lot of quality in there, but you're not sure how it's going to play and what's happening with everything in, in each of the departments. Now, I'm sure we'll move on to the forward line, but in midfield, like for me, without Fabinho, your, bit, your midfield looks like pretty imbalanced. So it just needs one or two signings or something just to tidy it up for me. But no, they're, they're two good signings, but I think the Liverpool fans want more, definitely want more from, from the midfield area. The thing is, Curtis Jones ended the season as the the name on everyone's lips. A lot of people saying that he's flattering to deceive. He's not the answer to our midfield rebuild, but he's he had a great end to the season and he's just yeah. won the, the Euros with England, Euro under 21. So look, he's going to be coming back. You could see him having the share at the start of the season. 
maybe him, McAllister, and like you say, Fabinho, if he's still here, or Lavia. Um, and like you say, Sabosle warming the bench just to acclimatise to the Premier League, maybe getting the last 20 minutes, half an hour of yeah. a few games. But at the same time, the Premier League is so unforgiving. Like I said, yeah. we've got Chelsea away first. Then we've got Bournemouth at home, I think it is. And then we've got Newcastle away. I mean, Chelsea and Newcastle away in the first three games. We've been smited by the the fixture gods. Mm. And like I said, our, our title challenge, if there is one, would be over by the end of August anyway. But can you imagine Twitter and the Liverpool fans if Sabosley's not starting? We needed all this midfield reinforcements and then Jurgen Klopp goes with Curtis Jones. Like, it was just... Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm dreading it. it already. Like, yeah. basically, as, as mad as it sounds, we have to beat Chelsea and Newcastle in the first three games. We have to for our own sanity. Because one thing you've got to remember is the transfer window will still be open after them three games. Can yeah. you imagine there's a, a less than positive start to the season? It's just, the it doesn't matter. The fans will be oh, really horrendous. Yeah. And I, I worry about Liverpool defensively. Um, like you said, I think I, I keep going back to it, but they've, you've got to replace Fabinho with one or two. Like you said, Lavia would be a fantastic signing for me, but I think you still need somebody a little bit more experienced. With with Henderson going as well as Fabinho, you just need some experience in front of the back four. Van Dijk's getting a little bit older. I think people used to be scared of Liverpool's energy and intensity and ability to press, but it was it was like a well-oiled machine, wasn't it? Like with the likes of um, Genie Wijnaldum and the likes of Henderson. And they all knew when to press. They all knew when to trigger. And that front three just had that sort of comfort and that base, knowing that they'd get the ball back straight away. Now you're delving into like the realms of unknown. And with this midfield three, will it be the same as what, you, what you've had before? And that remains to be seen. So it's all new. It's all new. But it's a tried and tested, proven uh, formation and strategy because, like, Arsenal nearly won the league with the base of Partey, Xhaka, and Odegaard. And, you know, don't tell me they didn't copy the Liverpool blueprint. A solid, industrious midfield three with a lightning fast front three. You're scoring goals, the false nine dropping in, allowing Saka and Martinelli to drift inside and grab the goals. Mm. It's big shoes to fill for Sabos, Leighton, McAllister. Are they enough for us going into the new season? Absolutely not. Will they be added to? Romeo Lavia? Possibly. Fabinho might still be leaving. Henderson is all but gone. I think that's going to be finalised the next day or two, but I don't know. We're just going to have to watch this space and see if we're yeah. going to spend they're any totally more money. different types to what's going. That's what's worrying yeah. the fans. To what's leaving, they're just totally different types. So yeah. unless Klopp can just pull off another miracle again and just make them play how those previous players have been playing again remains to be seen but there's undoubted quality McAllister's a fantastic player in possession especially so creative um he scores goals he's he, he does keep a good shape as well defensively he's not one yeah. that's going to be smashing into people and stuff but he's very disciplined and he's a team player as well and I think he'll bring a good character to the Liverpool team I love the way he loves a little scrap as well. He's always like getting in them niggly challenges. He loves loves yeah. getting in a physical battle. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing him. Um, 
And, you know, basically to end on this note, I'm not looking forward to the start of the season, but hopefully for anyone that's watching, especially if you hate Liverpool or uh, you're a Man United fan or or another, you're going to enjoy watching my pain, which we're going to bring in every single <laughs> podcast. Um, but yeah, Travis, thanks for your time. That's just over half an hour. We're going to be back um, probably another week. We'll see what's happening in the transfer market, see if Man United have got a, a striker over the line, see if Liverpool have signed any more midfielders, not just a, a DM in Lavia, see if Henderson and Fabinho have indeed gone. Um, but yeah, join us for the next one, Travis. I'll see you next time. Cheers, brother. Cheers, guys. Don't forget yes. to like and subscribe and FSG out. <laughs>